Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Game time assistance continues. I am Game of Reds. We're throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart. Kevin Walsh is going to hop up and in in a couple of moments. We'll talk NFL. We'll talk NBA. We'll talk Major League uh, Baseball. Uh, we had Mike Blewett on hour one of the program. We spent a lot of time talking about Cam Newton and the New England uh, Patriots. And I'm still baffled as to um, Oakland Raiders owner Mark Davis's comments. So I don't understand, like how he says, "Well, he doesn't know what he's talking about." Trouble if we don't play in the bubble. In the bubble, and now he's yeah, now he's mad. Supposedly, he told them, "I'm not putting tarps up like with advertisement on my seats because I'm going to have fans." And and he said, "We're going to have all fans. We're going to have a full stadium." Incorrect. Uh, But he's like, "But if we're not in a bubble, we're asking for trouble." Like I don't, I don't really understand what that means, and like, it's a shame on me for actually originally thinking, "Hey, this guy's actually on top of things." <laughs> yeah, no, uh, he's but, definitely not on top of it. <laughs> he's, he's got no idea. <laughs> like people, like I don't think people realize, like football is going to be a big challenge to pull off. You know, mm-hmm. these other leagues are challenges to pull off, Cam, but even these other leagues don't have nearly as many players. Not nearly as many people. You know, I mean, NBA, like, it really is 20 guys. You have 15 guys Correct. on the team, a couple of trainers, a couple of coaches. It's like 22, 23 guys, whatever. You know what I mean? It kind of, it's not like this astronomical. You look at a football team, man, it's 53 guys in uniform on Sunday, practice coaches. roster, you know, 17 assistant coaches, trainers. You need guys, like, on the sideline to wrap tape. And, like, you know what I mean? You need athletic trainers out there, doctors. Next thing you know, Cam, you literally have, like, I was reading, I was reading, basically, you're talking about 500 people, Cam. <laughs> yes. That's, what, no, that's sure. a bubble. Like, it actually adds up. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you need cameramen. And I went through it. It's crazy. Little things you don't think about it. They're like, well, you need a carpenter. It's like, well, what do you need a carpenter for? Well, you know, you need someone cutting wood for the TV stage or like something. Like you need a gent, you need an electrician, you need a carpenter, you need a fireman. Like you need everything, Ken. You need a welder. Well, you know what I mean? You got to build things on site at these people, right? It's not like you and me plugging in cables. They're like, all right, call the welder. Eh, they drill like a boot <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? So, I wish we had a welder. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the boogermobile. Remember the boogermobile going around? Like, you yeah. Know what I mean? There's like, yeah, that's three cameramen. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's all <laughs> kinds of like, like I the, the the I know the Premier League. There's like 400 people in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it adds up to. Like with cops, cameramen, electricians, the power company. Like you need the guy there. What happens if the power goes out? You're not calling the guy. Exactly. He's got to be there on site. All right, all right. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like there, it really adds up. There's like hundreds of people, dude, that end up there. Not to mention football and all these other sports. They're not lying on top of each other. And, yeah, you know, the UFC has been getting away with it. You notice, like, the WWE isn't, bro. Everyone seems to be getting they it. They wrestling. Like, they're they all there together. Large. They don't get it mm-hmm. for a few days. And then, oh, yeah, six of them got it. And then another eight of them got it. So, I think Mike is right with football. 
they're going to start. But, bro, it could get crazy. Like, it could, you know, what do you do if the Miami Dolphins are all sick? They forfeit the game? You're, yeah. So that, they lose that's the standings? The Does the other team, did the Bills that's get the, the win? we got to figure this exactly. stuff out first. Like, You're absolutely correct. Night, Buffalo's already in Miami, Cam, and it's like, oh, Dolphins can't play, man. we got 22 guys with coronavirus. Well, Bills we get win. the win. Forfeit. We get the yeah. win because we're not going to lose in the standings because of this, right? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. teams are going to have I to agree accept 100%. this. I agree 100%. They are. It's easier for individual sports, too, like golf and MMA. You can keep it under control. Football is going to be a disaster, buddy. You know it is. It's going to be so difficult. Uh, that's and the thing. Like, look at the PGA Tour, okay? About that. Oh. oh, yeah. College team, there was a team that already said we're not playing football today. It wasn't a big school, but that's going to happen. And some of these big schools might, might just go down that road, too, buddy. Individual sports, well, you some- can mask it. But it's changing. Football's tough, man. It's impossible. There's some, some of these college teams, they don't want to forfeit. They want to reschedule a game because they don't want mm-hmm. the loss on their record. I had Gabriel Brenson with Tony Dow with a raging redhead, Cam Stewart, a lot of stuff to get to. Um, so Major League uh, Baseball is supposed to be coming back on July 24th. More and more right now, one by one, players are making a decision that they're going to sit it out. For, for either family reasons or just out of safety and precaution, Mike Leake uh, decides to sit it out. Mike Leake, no safety issues, no family issues or anything like that. He just figures, you know what, $5 million isn't worth it for me. I'm not doing this. Ryan Zimmerman and Joe Ross, both members of the Washington Nationals, the Nationals take a little bit of a hit here already. They announce uh, they're, they're out. We're seeing more and more NBA players starting to uh, to say, yeah, I'm not going. I can't go. I can't go into this uh, bubble for family reasons, for health reasons, Trevor Reza, uh to be with his kid, et cetera. So, you know, nobody, nobody major uh, yet. Yet I, you know, we're going to get into some baseball, and I want to be optimistic about this. I don't want to be, uh, you know, negative Nate. Oh, they're never going to play. They're never going to play. But so we'll get into some baseball futures a little bit. Yet, I, I have my concerns, guys, about like how baseball is going to play not in a hub, not in a bubble. Like The NBA is going to have a hard time pulling this off, and they're, they, they have a pretty airtight plan, actually. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie has coronavirus uh, right now. Um, Dustin Johnson does not. And something interesting about Dustin Johnson, <laughs> we always talk about Dustin Johnson and how he doesn't play well with pressure. And he said after, he goes, even though there was no fans, I still kind of felt some pressure. But he goes, dude, he likes it without fans. Something to keep your eye on moving forward, bro, in these big tournaments if there's no fans. He doesn't like fans. He admitted it, essentially, saying he feels pressure with fans there. Game time decision continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Renzi. We're kicking it. Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. And shout out to everybody uh, watching us on uh, the various television platforms that you are watching us on. All right. uh, Let's bring in Kevin Walsh uh, right now. As maybe Kevin Walsh can help us uh, make sense 
of um, Las Vegas Raiders owner Mark Davis's uh, comments uh, here. And shame on me, Mark. Uh, shame on me for actually thinking you were making sense. Because, Kevin, I saw the headline, Raiders owner Mark Davis thinks NFL asking for trouble if not in bubble. And I'm like, wow. What a crazy world when this crazy, like, uh, this crazy nut job is actually like a voice of reason. But, no, like, he's not a voice of reason. He's insane. And he's even more insane than I thought, in which he wants to bubble his players, essentially. That's what he's getting at. He goes, like, <laughs> he wants the players to be in a bubble. And he goes, you think I want to sell advertising in a black hole? He goes, I can't imagine telling one fan that can't attend opening game of our inaugural season in the most magnificent, he's in a sales pitch, in the most magnificent stadium that they helped build, let alone tell 3,500 fans that their seats are gone for the season, so I'm going to put, like, advertising. Those seats in the front rows are some of our most ardent fans, including members of the famed black hole. You think I want to sell their seats for advertising? Um, he expects a full stadium. Yeah. This guy, oh, Mr. Fan. Dude, you just screwed a bunch of fans in a black hole. The real black hole. And I like how he yeah. says those seats are the most ardent fans. No, those are the most expensive fans in seats, bro. That's what you meant to say. So, uh, yeah, this guy's a piece of work. This guy's a real I piece think- of work. It's amazing. I think, hey, listen, if you're trying to make a sales pitch to get people to show up to your games, maybe leave out the whole, yeah, if we don't, if we're not in a bubble, it's probably not safe. Probably leave that out of the sales pitch. Yeah. Like, um, he goes on to say, unfortunately, a league that operated the entire offseason on the basis of equity, whether it be the draft or the team facility access, has completely dropped the ball on uniform attendance procedures. We have potentially 32 different capacities and seating formations. Where's the equity in that? Well, it's nice to say that Mark Davis is, hasn't fallen far from the tree here about in ripping the NFL. So basically, he's upset that he, he's basically stating, I'm going to have 90,000 fans here, Cam. That's like basically what he's getting to. <laughs> like, and he, the answer he, is, he no, fans. you won't. <laughs> well, yeah. well, wasn't I under the he impression won't. that they said that it's up to each state, right? Because I thought yeah. it would lead to a competitive imbalance, but in the NFL, they Roger Goodell told the owners, if you yes. can have fans, you have fans. If you can have fans, you don't have fans. That is not going to be equal. Like, they're not going to tell the Cowboys, no, no, you can't sell tickets. And I find that interesting. You know, Kevin, isn't that a competitive imbalance right there? Well, Shouldn't it be yeah. uniform fans or no fans? I mean, you'd like that. The the thing is, I don't know if they would want to leave the money on the table. The other thing is, oh, let's God, just no, say that don't. Vegas game, right? They're able to play it. They, I think they have a Monday nighter against the Saints. You don't think it's 50% Saints fans in there? Now, we don't know what the travel restrictions are going to look like, but I'm also not sure the how they're going to go about enforcing it. Are they just going to be looking out for you know Louisiana license plates? I don't know if that's going to be effective. So if you know some stadiums have... Even 75% capacity, I think you're going to see a lot of fans trying to travel to those games. Raging Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart. Um, our chat is just uh, lighting up, Cam. They're a big fan of, uh, of your hair here. Uh, did, are you oh, an extra yeah. in the movie Top Gun? Are you like, uh, Maybe. you're an extra Top Gun 3? 
So I went from Ron Ruggs to, to Mickey Military, yay. <laughs> oh, yeah, the best was, so I go in for the haircut. The lady's got the full shield, and she wouldn't. They, they, they I, didn't I, leave like, much, Cap. Uh, they didn't leave much. No, they didn't leave much. I told her. I go, lower, lower, because I don't want to go back, right? But it's funny. So they've been closed for a while. The price game went from $8 to 12 because of COVID-19. Oh, oh, when things oh. get back to normal, we go to $8. I go, I couldn't care. $12, it's still a steal, right? So go lower. But anyway, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, my bets didn't go very well on Sunday, Gabe. Uh, we might have to bring back Ron Rugg. Yeah, yeah, so they're saying no more Ron Ruggs. You're called Johnny Youngblood now. <laughs> the thing is yeah. like, with a barber it's crazy yeah. to cut hair too short you're putting yourself out of work i would always leave extra instead of taking too much off that's the thing well that's what she did walsh but you know what i do lower lower like oh it looks good go no keep chopping man keep chopping i only want to see you once every few months this is not a weekly thing here. Anyway, that's the way. I, I'd rather go low. It always grows back. Renzi understands. Here's the thing. You can't have 100% capacity at the stadium. What do I understand? <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. You left me those razors, too. They're very good. Like, the razors, those cheap ones you got work pretty good. Better than my sensor. I think it costs, like, $40. They, they keep razors under, like, lock and key with alarms. It's like, guys, they're razors. But anyway, um, I don't think the Raiders can – you can't have the capacity – at that level. There's just no damn way. We're going to have problems getting the games off, let alone filling up stadiums. Like, use How about your head. this? How about this, guys? So this is pretty cool. So baseball is supposedly coming back, okay? Yeah. Mm. There are a few ways you can see baseball this year, but only in select cities. Think That's about right. It. They have blackouts. Mm-hmm. No. No, mm-hmm. I'm talking in person, Cap. There's oh, no okay. fans okay. in baseball. Like, there's no fans oh, at baseball games. Uh, the Cubs? Correct. Toronto Blue Jays, the hotel. They're mm. selling you got hotel it. room views. They're exactly. advertising hotel room. You can watch the game. So, basically, at the, uh, in, in Toronto, uh, Kevin, inside the dome in the upper deck, it's a hotel. And I don't yeah, know if you remember, famously, years ago, people were having sex during the game. That was like, you know, what made it famous. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they did it deliberately. Yeah, they did it deliberately. They do. Oh, yeah. everyone's going to see it. Yeah. Some swingers up there, Kevin, you know? <laughs> so, for them, hey, listen. A, a, a game in a bang. You got to do what you got to do. I'm not, I'm not. All right. But for them. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Your money's worth. So, now I was reading about that. So, Cam, yeah, pretty cool, actually. You can go see a Major League Baseball game, but they're going fast. So, you got to reserve. Uh, so, you can see. But Boston, there's a famous, so basically where the visiting team's bullpen used to be, they turned mm-hmm. it into a sports bar. And there's a, there's a metal mesh fence that you can see onto the field. And it's actually Beautiful. a bar. And it's going to be open. Like, so people are going to be able to see Red Sox games, but in the bar, not in the field. But they're going to be in the bar. People are already calling and trying to reserve. It's like, a, it's a big deal. Chicago, rooftop. Wrigley, as you stated. Yep. Wrigley. Um, can't stop people from going on the roof, bro. You know what I'm saying? So there's there's a few ways. It's going to be interesting to see how people are going to like find creative ways to uh, to watch baseball this year. But I thought that was an interesting story. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I'm still trying to figure out how they're going to handle. I mean, look, we are three weeks or so away from teams having to travel to Tampa Bay, to Miami, 
to Arizona, to Texas. Oh, that's going to play gonna games. Go well. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, that's one of the things. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's why they still haven't kind of released a full schedule. Is they're going to try and maybe stack those teams on the road in the early going. But I don't know what happens when all of a sudden they're going to have to be like, all right, you know what? Sorry, Miami. All of your games are on the road. I don't know what happens when that becomes the deal. And I also think just on the NFL stuff you were mentioning, you know, we kind of forgot about it. But remember how they talked about they kind of have these built-in safety plans? Like they might start week five will be week one and they'll attack on the back end of it. I I think that might be what we end up seeing in the NFL. Yeah, the NFL is living in a in their own part in the pod, but they're living in a denial bubble of everything is just going to go forward as normal as planned. We're going to start the season, we're going to fly around, and everything's going to be fine. I think it's begging for disaster. Baseball, I really think baseball would have been way better off just playing in Arizona and Florida. And even though Florida is a hot spot, they could have been isolated. Like the Raptors are at least isolated right mm. now, even though they're in Florida. They're not exposed to all these people uh, that have it. I, you know, baseball, man, these guys are going to be flying around everywhere. It just seems like, I don't know, you're asking for trouble. Like, really, I just, I don't see, like, it was, every day we're breaking records with more cases. All right, more Kevin Walsh on the other side. You call these bagels? Bagels and bad beats. You want to think NASCAR is filled with a bunch of dopes? Yes. That's better than being thought that there's actually racists out there putting up nooses all over the place. The Sports Grid Network. You're watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Hey, sports fans, Cam Stewart with your Sports Grid News and betting update. You want the edge, get on the grin. Spencer Dinwiddie of the Brooklyn Nets has tested positive for coronavirus and experiencing symptoms. Dinwiddie says he has tightness in his chest and a fever. He'll self-quarantine for two weeks and is unsure if he'll be able to participate in Orlando for the NBA restart. The L.A. Lakers set to sign J.R. Smith for the remainder of the season prior to Tuesday's deadline for player rosters. Smith last played in the NBA with LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2018. He's going to serve as a replacement for Avery Bradley, who will not play when NBA resumes, citing personal reasons. The 34-year-old averaging 12.5 points only on 37% shooting from beyond the arc. John Miranda of the Memphis Grizzlies has issued an apology today for sharing an anti-police slogan on his social media. The NBA working on a plan that will allow players to replace their last names on the jerseys with social justice statements. College Hoops, number one prospect for 2022, Amoni Bates has committed to Michigan State. 49ers veteran Richard Sherman called Cam Newton's one-year incentive-laden $7.5 million contract disgusting. Sherman added less talented quarterbacks making 15 16 million dollars a year after more than three months we talked about it the new england patriots finding their quarter be quarterback signing cam newton to that one-year deal new england's numbers have tightened up at the window too here they are they're now the favorites to win the afc east at plus 100 buffalo now plus 160 they are seven to one to win the afc and 17 to one to win the super bowl on FanDuel. they're as high as 25 to win it all and 12 to one for the afc before the move and uh, so far three mlb players coming out today saying they won't play arizona d-backs pitcher 
Mike Leak, the first to opt out of playing in the pandemic-shortened season. Leak is the first guy to do so. He says, hey, it's not, he's going to walk away from approximately $5.6 million over the 60-game season. Two Nat Washington Nationals now out. Ryan Zimmerman will also sit out this season, citing family concerns. He says he's not going to retire just yet. And Nats pitcher Joe Ross also opting out to play. Major League Baseball and the MLBPA still at odds. They're trying to work out uh, what they do with the bonuses. In the NHL, 15 of 250 players testing positive for COVID-19. 11 players who didn't report for voluntary workouts tested positive. So 26 total. Players now in self-isolating quarantines. Camp to begin July 10th. Two-time Master Champ Bubba Watson with partner Harold Varner will take on former number one Jason Day and Wesley Bryant in a nine-hole exhibition Wednesday at the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit. All money to charity. Harris English, the fifth member of the PGA Tour to test positive. He had to withdraw from this week's tournament. The USGA has transferred U.S. media rights from Fox back to NBC. They'll carry the men's and women's U.S. Open this year and the final years of the contract. We got soccer from today. EPL Burnley beat Crystal Palace 1-0 in Spain's La Liga. Getafe beat Real Sociedad 2-1 the final. I'm Cam Stewart. Now back to Gabe Morenci on GTD with our guest, Kevin Walsh. Game time decisions continue. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. I am Morenci. Kevin Walsh kicking it with us. Sports Grids video. Cam Stewart uh, alongside as well. We're just talking about uh, a couple of places where you can watch baseball this year. Tucked under the center field seats at Fenway, uh, there is a bar with access to the field. The Rogers Center in Toronto, there is a hotel in which you can see the field. The Wrigley uh, rooftops in Chicago. Um, Baltimore, there is a hotel in Baltimore across from Camden. That they're working out an agreement uh, with right now with the Orioles that they're going to they're going to uh, charge people going to be able to see games in the room. Uh, the Roberto Clemente Bridge at PNC Park in Pittsburgh, you Ooh, can see into the field. Nice. Uh, you can see into the field uh, as well, and uh, they're looking at other ways actually in San Diego for for a picnic area that maybe people can see in. So. You know, some interesting stuff, but, you know, those places are all going to be packed, and it defeats the purpose of social distancing because you're going to be all squeezed into a little bar under the center field uh, seats at uh, Fenway. So, Kevin Walsh, uh, what is Kevin? Uh, your take? Cam Newton, are you buying in? Buy or sell Cam I, Newton on the Patriots? I'm buying. I, I And I, I when I first saw it, I'm like, man, people are going to overreact and, and take all the, this, you know, excitement away from the Buffalo Bills. But the more I've thought about it, Cam Newton, when we last saw him fully healthy, it's not that 2015 MVP season. It was those first eight games in 2018, and it was still a 14-game sample size where he was a better quarterback than what Tom Brady put forward last year. And I just think this opportunity for Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels to be unpredictable is what really is massive for them. Last year, they were maybe the most predictable offense in football. When Sonny Michelle was on the field, it was a run. When James White was on the field, it was a pass. They now have something so yeah. different at the quarterback position that I just think this this team that's always tried to get ahead of the curve now with a healthy Cam Newton, I, I am buying in on the Patriots. Now, the total is at nine and a half. Win total, nine and a half. The Bills' win total is eight and a half, Cam. Still feels a little light for the Bills, even though they're sure schedule. does. Is a lot harder this year than it was last year. The Bills and Jets really didn't travel at all last year. This year, the Bills do have to travel. They have a bunch of primetime games and stuff like that, too. Yeah, but 
The Bills played a Thanksgiving game against a desperate Dallas team, went down there and kicked the living crap out of them. Wasn't even close. It was just, uh, you know, the parlay buster for everybody that bet on Dallas. Another thing is, now you're getting the Buffalo Bills from the favorite of the division to plus 160. Sure, Cam Newton's going to make New England better, but you don't think this is a challenge for Buffalo? They lost heartbreaking games to the Patriots last year. I still think the Bills have a better team all in all. I still think their defense can can play. Cam Newton, I know they're going to be a run-first heavy team, but he's still going to take a lot of hits. The defenses in that uh, division game, as we talked about, very mean. The Jets still have some killers, and Miami's getting better as well. So I'm just not going to anoint these guys champions. I think we get a nice price on Buffalo now. Eight and a half over plus 160 in the division, hell of a lot better than laying juice. I agree. I think, you know, I still think Buffalo is the team to beat in this division uh, right now. And the fact of the matter is, it was plus 140 up to plus 160 right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if it continues to climb a little bit, especially if people see what they like, like what they see from Cam Newton a little bit. A couple of videos here, workout there, practice clip there. Next thing you know, oh, we're going to be looking great. And, and then you get a little bit more value. So I think if you like the Buffalo Bills, you hold off and wait uh, right now. All right. Uh, you know, you and I and Kevin, we've talked a lot about uh, Zion Williamson and, and the Pelicans and whether the NBA wants to get these guys into the playoffs. And I don't think it's any secret that they do want to get them into the playoffs. And, you know, it's funny, Kevin, because we're like, well, what do they have against John ja Morant? And, well, here's John ja- ja Morant with a social media post uh, basically saying public enemy style after the police. And, yes. you know, he deleted it after the fact. But, you know, Zion's not doing that. So here we see why <laughs> they're building the league around Zion a little bit more. But just a little bit more, Kevin, of a reason for them to try to push Zion in here and get John ja Morant out of the way. So they get Zion in the playoffs against the Los Angeles Lakers. Look, it is the dream scenario, but it's also it's also fair that it plays out that way. Now, again, we don't know how it would have played out under our normal circumstances, but the Pelicans had the easiest remaining schedule in the entire NBA all the way back in March. And Memphis, of those teams that were in the race, had the hardest schedule. You look at that at that Pelican schedule because they opened up as dogs to Utah and were quickly uh, at the FanDuel Sportsbook bet now to favorites. I think I'm going to be favored in seven of their eight games here. It's not just about the Pelicans triggering that play-in game. The Pelicans might find themselves with the one-game advantage in that play-in game entering as the eighth seed to me. Well, they, they, got, they have a little bit of uh, – they've got to gain some ground uh, to get there, but – I mm-hmm. think the Pelicans are going to make the playoffs, Cam. I think they will crash the party too. as well. Their schedule is is their schedule is very very manageable. Memphis's schedule is difficult, and you know the Pelicans are are a load to deal with, man. They have a ton of talent, and I think that the layoff it even lets them mature a little bit more. Uh, even Brandon Ingram's going to be a little bit bigger uh, right now. Lonzo Ball and Zion really had a great chemistry going. Drew Holiday is a solid player. They're going to compete. I think they can compete with the Lakers even in a seven-game series. I wouldn't write these kids off. Um, I think it's uh, see, interesting. Kevin, he's, smir- he's smirking at yeah, you, yeah. and I agree. I yeah, agree yeah. with you. I think. Uh, yeah, here's the thing, right? Yeah, we'll uh, see. Yeah, young yeah, we'll team see going, that. going yeah. into the bubble. I love you, Kev, but hey, settle down, Bunker. Settle down. We're just saying, <laughs> give these guys a little bit of respect. And they're a young I'm team, cool. and I think they're going to have the right attitude going into this thing as well. And they're going to continue to grow. I, I agree. Look, I'm excited about what the Pelicans can do. I think that that, that that matchup is incredibly exciting, right? But let's just remove all biases that exist, right? You're, you're talking about an eight seed beating a one seed in the NBA. 
So, I, yeah, I'm going to smirk at the idea of it. That It just rarely ever happens. And I'm, I, this just doesn't seem like one of those scenarios unless we see. The Pelicans you know, aren't a typical eight seed. The Pelicans are not a typical eight seed as far as NBA talent not, is concerned. But they've also played the Lakers a couple. The thing is, so if Anthony Davis wasn't a former Pelican, they they'd have a better chance. But AD goes out there and he's giving them 40, and LeBron's not getting beaten round one of that basketball team. But he traded away. No, I Yeah. Uh, is the, uh, I don't know. You never know with the pandemic. They haven't played in forever. Who knows? Hey, the, nug- the Nuggets the beat the, the, the Nuggets beat the Seattle Supersonics and eight versus a one, buddy. And that Seattle team was laden with talent. It can't. I'm not going to say it's going to happen, right, but it can happen. Beating one, Virginia, Virginia Cavaliers lost two years ago in the NCAA. Hey, upsets happen, right? I'm not naive to that. I just and, and look oh, when we get like to it, are. right? When we get there, <laughs> we'll see if you actually lay the series price. Oh, I will. Out of spite now. It sounds like a yeah, challenge. Yeah. Good. Oh, Good. I, already yeah, got, I think I put money on the Pelicans. They're like 45. Yeah, or I don't know. Yeah, I got money on the did, Pelicans. Yeah. That's Because I eat like a Pelican. Right, Gabe? Well, don't you. More like a Pelican. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, bad, Listen, when, when FanDuel put these odds out, and it's like a little while ago, they put out odds well, like teams to make the playoffs at the NBA. It's sort of like the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. And you have to actually make it. And, guys, the Pelicans were plus 440. And I was like, man, that's crazy. I was like, that, yeah. that, that's crazy talk. They're going to make the playoffs, and it's going to come down. And it totally has. Now it's plus 290. And I remember the, the, the Memphis Grizzlies were minus 160. Now the Grizzlies are minus 145. So the Pelicans are plus 290, guys, to make the playoffs at FanDuel. Yes mm. or no? Will the Pelicans make the playoffs, Kevin? Plus 290. I say yes. Yes. I, I, as, I as well say yes. Also, though, just a little note for people. Make sure you, you look through all the tabs at FanDuel because they have so many of them. For them to be the eighth seed in the Western Conference playoffs, which is another – it's a different tab, they're plus 380. So same book, a little bit of a better number, same bet. Oh, to, to be to specifically be the eighth seed. Yeah, but you be the eighth seed. Think they, yeah. Could, they could jump up. I mean, if they're the seventh seed. Now, listen, if you lose that – anybody out there that would lose that bet because they get all the way up to seven, I will cover <laughs> your bet. I will cover your back. Wow. wow. That I don't think they can. Yes, I love you. I love you, but no. You're not covering the bet. Say <laughs> somebody on. puts yeah. a lot. Mathematically, what are you I gonna don't know do? if they you're can catch the mail them a check. All right, to be what? the AC. No, listen. Here it is. Hold on. Right. To, be, to be this the AC plus 380. <laughs> Let's see yeah, here. To be the AC. They're 10 games back of the Mavericks. There's only eight games to be played. Yeah, I'll cover the bet. It doesn't exist. They can't be the seventh seed. All it's right. eight or bust. Eight or bust. Because uh, I was going to say already, people in the chat are like, All right, I'm putting $20,000 down on it. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Who's even more? Yeah, yeah, you got you to do the little disclaimer. He won't. I, like, I like Cam. You're not really it, paying. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nice little yeah. promo, though. The sports group. Yeah, it, 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 it is. It is. All right. So, so uh, FanDuel has uh, baseball props up, too, actually. Yeah. Uh, this is what we got to talk so about. Hang in here. We'll get, yeah, I don't want to rush them. So, we'll do it on the other side. Yeah. Um, we have to see, be careful. that is interesting, though. Good eye, Kevin. Because, yeah, they have yes or no to make the playoffs at FanDuel. They have yes or no. But they also have a specific to be the eighth seed, right? To be the eighth seed. The Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn Nets, minus 125. Orlando mm. Magic, 
plus 105. That's interesting, actually. I think there was line chased. movement there as so well. They did when he might not play. He's got, cor- he's got coronavirus. He might not go. That's no, huge. but you get coronavirus now, Cam, so he should be good to go after. The, the Magic and the Nets play game one. The loser yeah. is in the eighth seed, and if the Wizards beat the Suns, which should be possible, I know they're three-point dogs, but if the, if the Wizards yeah. do that, then they're one game back of being in the position where they trigger a play-in game. The Wizards are live. I know Bertans is out. The Wizards are live. Big value with the Wizards. Like, you can't. I agree. Like, look, Brooklyn's minus 125, Orlando's plus 105, Washington 17 to 1, plus wow. 1,700. And they're like the game and a half out. They're right there. Exactly. As long as they win, yeah. they're guaranteed to just be one game out because one of the Magic of the Nets are losing that first game. All right, game time decision continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. I am Gabriel Rents. We're throwing it down uh, with the raging redhead Cam Stewart, Kevin Walsh of Sports Grid uh, joining us. Get on the grid at Sports Grid on Twitter, sportsgrid.com for all the links and information for all of our affiliates. Shout out to all the radio affiliates uh, right now and television uh, platforms uh, joining us. Don't forget about the overnight uh, radio uh, grid. You got Scotty Farrell uh, throwing it down uh, from one until three. We step up and in. Midnight Pacific until 5 a.m. And you get Scott Wetzel, Bagels, and Bad Beats on the Sports Grid uh, radio uh, networks and uh, right here on the affiliates. You're listening to us uh, right now. All right, let's talk a little baseball uh, right now. And uh, we got some team win totals posted over at FanDuel, uh, Kevin. And I know you're taking a look at uh, these. We never really got into it much, Kevin. We started last week and we still don't really have a ton of time today. We'll get Kevin's picks uh, today, but me and Cam will start to get into this a little bit. I have my reservations about how they're going to be able to pull this off. Uh, but Tread lightly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That, that's one Very of these deals. Lightly. And it's interesting. Teams must play 59 games for the pick to be valid. And not a lot of room for error right there, guys. 59 games. <laughs> I think, isn't it 59, <laughs> 59 plus? 60. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 59 and seven innings even, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be yeah. very, Gabe, I'd be very careful. Like the Washington National story came out today. I know it's just Zimmerman and Ross, like an extra arm, but there was also a, a, an end to that story that said th- three other nationals are like actually considering it, like not playing. And I think we're going to get a lot of that. And the thing is, we don't know if it's going to be star players. They might just say, you know what? It's not worth yeah. it. I got dull. Yeah. I got family, and I really don't want to. Like, Mike Leake is just, you know, he's a fourth or fifth starter, but there could be some serious guys, and uh, that's why I'm saying, hey, good to put in the bets, but tread lightly because you never know what's going to happen. But I think that's why you take a look at sort of bad teams and low numbers. Yeah. Uh, young yeah. players. Young players seem to be more excited about this. They're not as concerned about uh, about the virus. And I, I'm looking at a couple of couple of low numbers with some young baseball teams that I'm actually pretty high on, but let's throw it to Kevin Walsh. Kevin? What are a couple of the uh, the numbers that catch your eye the most? 
I'll just say, based on the point, though, that you just made is a great one, because something that happened with the NBA win totals, right? People that went over on the Memphis Grizzlies, they got paid out. Unlike someone who went over the Toronto Raptors and, you know, you needed one more, I think, win, right, to get over that number. A low number gives you the chance, as much as I understand that caveat says must play 59 games, if they play 40 and your bad baseball team gets off to a good start and gets over their number, you might still be able to get paid out. So I think that's a good uh, bit of advice. On the back of that, though, I will tell you, the first team I am drawn to is the Dodgers. They are so good. And last year they were 41-19 and through their 60 games. I think they are so much better than the rest of that NL West. I know 37.5 is a lot. I know it pretty much goes against what I just said. But I think they're the team that I, I trust the most to come out there and just be focused and better than everybody else for a first 60. I think they go over. Uh, there's not a lot of wiggle room. Uh, you know, listen, so 37 and a half, they have to go 38 and 22. 38 and 22 works out to 101 wins. That's what, like, the, the projection would be. It's not easy, Cam, to go 100, 101 no. and 61. There's not a lot of room for error. But the thing with the Dodgers is they are deep as hell, this team, Cam. And another thing is they can absorb a couple of guys getting the virus because their farm system is so good. Like the Dodgers have like rookies of the years every year, basically. Right? Like, so the Dodgers player pool is a pretty deep one. So even like when other teams are going through a grind and stuff, the Dodgers are always just going to sort of have that arsenal uh, there. You bring in Mookie Betts as well. Not a lot of room for error, but you know, I do think the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. I mean, they've, they've been knocking on the door for years. This is our opportunity in a shortened season uh, here. Yeah, it takes away some of the variable a little bit. But like you said, Kevin, they're just so good, right? They're just so good. Like, they're going to yeah. win the division, and they're going to get into the playoffs. They're going to be a load to deal with. Right, and that's the thing, like, yeah. you know, they're, they're so good, but that's why we're talking about over 37 and a half. I mean, you said, right, that the pace was 101, 102 games. They won 106 games last year. Like, they're, they are that good. That's why, as much as it might sound chalky, when you're talking about win totals, still going over 37 and a half, there's risk in that. Okay. I was saying, Gabe, Look at this national story that's happening right now. And I don't want to fade teams coming off, but let's remember, too, they were big dogs when they won. They have decent pitching, but this is a team game. Atlanta's going to be a lot better. You look at the improvements in the division. We even talk about like a team like the Marlins to get better. Right now, at the way things are going, and we know there could be three more players. Who knows who the hell is not going to play for these guys? I'm not even sure if they can get to 34. That's a bet that I think I'd be putting in pretty pretty soon because i'm not sure if the nationals can get there even with their pitching i worry about the bats all right uh, kevin i can't disagree uh with that you know coming off the world series it's yeah it takes a little um it does seem like the nationals are pretty concerned and, and there'll be a couple of players away from actually being uh in trouble not to mention they lost rendon uh as well but yep, they've huge. got as long as their arms are there. You got Strasburg, you've got uh, you got Scherzer, you've got a chance to win any series there that you're in. All right, Kevin, who else are you looking at besides the Dodgers? Another one. Now it's it's a little bit of a fade, and I feel bad for my fellow New Yorkers, but I'm not really in on this Mets team. I know people are excited about Pete Alonso, but him having a worse season just feels pretty normal. The fact that Noah Syndergaard is not going to be there. 
does feel important. They lost Zach Wheeler this offseason. $100 to the first person that names me their manager. I mean, I know who it is, but you get what I'm saying there. They've been caught up in this, like, travesty all offseason. A-Rod's trying to buy the team every other day. This isn't – some of it has to do with the roster, and some of it also has to do with – if you've lived here long enough or if you, even if you just followed the sport long enough, you know that the Mets are built to break their fans. And there might be good news on the horizon with the Wilpons selling again. That means that they have to rip their hearts out here in, in only 60 games. That's not a lot of time to rip the hearts out of their fans. I say they get right to it, and, and I, I'm, I'm looking at an under on the Mets. <laughs> Under on the Mets. It comes out hard. Yankee fan. Yankee yeah. fan. It comes out to the, the Mets hard here. Uh, they got to get to work if they're going to disappoint that fan base. I understand what you mean about, about Alonzo. It's hard to have a good of the year as he had uh, last year. Plus, the, you know, there's going to be a lot more tape amongst pitchers on how to pitch to Alonzo right now. Losing Noah Syndergaard obviously doesn't help them. I think the fact that they have Stroman, though, um, you know, that that sort of fills it. You know, I know they had him last year, too, after the All-Star draft for the trade deadline, et cetera. But having them now, they still have a decent rotation. All right? So what? You're looking at DeGrom, who might be the best in the game, amongst the best in the game. So you got DeGrom. You got Stroman, who's, to, to me, elite. Uh, Porcello is a question mark. Matz is good when he pitches at home. He's not good on the road. Uh, I, I get it. To me, the thing with the Mets is I was surprised their number. Like, the odds makers like the Mets this year. Like, the number was a little high. I thought it would be, like, 30 and a half. Like, all right, the Mets are 500 team as opposed to a little higher than that than, than it was, right? The 32. Uh, to 32 and a half. What do you think about the Mets, Cam? Kind of with uh, Kev. I don't know. I, 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 it's probably a no bet for me. But this team will always find a way to break your heart. I'm not sure if the, the rookies on their team can continue at the pace. It's nice. They have some nice bats. But it, I'll tell you, Gabe, the competition. The, the division is tough they play in. It too. is. And the, Philly, the, the Phillies are going to have something to say, too. You know, Atlanta, I think, is a very dangerous team. I'm just, I just don't know. The Mets, to me, are a no play. I definitely won't be taking the over. I agree, I agree with uh, Walsh on that one, Gabe. For me, I like it's the a Mets. no bet. I think the Mets are a good team. But the problem is, you got to go 33-27. and 27. So lot, essentially, man. like you look at it, you know, all right, throw it 32 and a half. You hear 32 and a half, break it down 33. All right. So in other words, you're betting that the Mets are six games over 560 games. Not a lot of room for error because the Mets are a streaky team. They're capable of going 15 yes. and two in 15 games, mm-hmm. but they're also capable of going four and 11. Yes. That's right. one of the yeah. things with, with this whole restart is trying to identify right who's going to be selling. How could you be so bad by what is it? August 1st, September when when that trade de- or September 1st when that trade deadline is? How could you be so bad that you're already selling? It might be these teams that in, you know, in that first 15 games and they go, "Oh no, the whole thing's over." So if you get off to that bad start, that's where you start to feel really good about some of those unders. And I wouldn't be shocked if Marcus Stroman Became available. I believe he's coming up as a free agent. They're trying to figure out what they want to do with him. If the Mets opt to be sellers, I could see it playing out that way. You know what? That was interesting. Um, I was talking to a general manager, a former general manager, uh, minor league, uh, longtime GM, actually worked with the Jays as well. And he brought up a good point, actually. He said that he doesn't think there'll be a lot of trades this year because teams only really trade to impress fans. And since there's no fans, lost revenue, they won't feel pressure to, to, to trade. They won't feel pressure 
and they won't see a, a residual effect of selling more tickets by bringing a player in either. It'll be interesting, interesting to keep our eye, uh, our eyes on that. All right, uh, Kevin, one more. Well, who else you got? Give me a real loser. Yeah, pick it on the Mets because you're a Yankee yeah. fan. You just what loser team goes you're over? From Queens. I'm disappointed, bro. Yeah, that's but what he does. Dude. He's a Yankee fan. Listen, all right, fine. I'll give you. I'll give you one team. So everyone's trying to pick on the bottom of the AL Central, and I get it, right? But like last year, the Tigers again just through that early stretch, and I'm going to the bottom of the barrel, aren't I? Buddy, I'm on the Tigers over seven. They Keep were 23 talking. and 37 through those first 60 games. Maybe they beat up on the Royals a little bit. Maybe they beat up on the Pirates a little bit. I, again, that team perfectly fits the description. Weird hot start. Bunch of young players that have no idea they're supposed to lose games. And all of a sudden, they're in the mix. And maybe cash your win total before they would have to cancel a season. Totally 21 and a half as well. Love it. It's so Love it. It's how's, that, how's that for a dog cam? Buddy, I'm on it. I told Gabe the Tigers were my, like, pooch of all pooches. Rabies, one eyes. He's got a problem. I'm buying in. This dog doesn't even get Perina. Like, he gets the, he gets the bottom of the barrel, and I'm, I'm feeding him. Give me, the, give me the Tigers, baby. I like Gabe, it. that it's division's a, weak. Yeah. It's such a low number. It's such a low number that I, I, I have a hard time arguing. It just, you know, you got to win 22 baseball games. So Exactly. The team I'm looking at. The team I'm looking at is the Toronto Blue Jays, 27 and a half, yeah. 27 and a half. So I, I could be four games under 500, 28 and 32. I really like their improved pitching staff. Me um, too. With, you know, they bring in Ryu. You got Tanner Roark as well. You got Shoemaker. Uh, you got some young, nice, some ni- nice young arms. You got a lot, a ton of nice young bats uh, as well. I think they can win 28 games, Cam. I do too. I think the Blue Jays are going to be a load for people. Not just saying that. You got Bo Bichette. You got Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with another year under his belt. Uh, uh, Biggio's kid, Kevin Biggio. Like there's the, the Blue Jays. You look up and down their lineup. Even Rowdy Roddy Telez. Like they got guys who can mash the baseball. If they get any type of pitching. And to your point, they've had some uh, younger arms in the system that did really, really well. Guys who throw smoke. I think the Blue Jays are under the radar. It's a shame that they have to play good teams like the Yankees, or I'd smash their win total. Uh, it's yeah, a good you know, point, too, with those young kids because they're they're not pulled away from family members as much, right? But they grew up around the game, so you know they love it. Like, that's your big yes. three, Bichette, Biggio, and Vlad. And they go out there, and that's – you know there's going to be a surprise somewhere. And this is – no bias. I love the Yankees. I want the Yankees to win every possible baseball game. If they didn't win the East, it wouldn't shock me. There's so much variance that play. It's There's 100 less baseball games than usual. No, I agree. I think the Blue Jays are in the mix. I think they can surprise. And another team, you know, and props to you for going real low uh, with the Tigers. But I'm looking at the Miami Marlins, 24 and a half. It's too bad they, they played a division that they do, but I think the Marlins could be a sleeper game. Five cents continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rocket Mortgage Classic. 
Uh, that's the uh, next golf tournament up. I am uh, Renzi. We're throwing it down with Ranger Redhead Cam Stewart. Just a couple of minutes uh, left on the program. Thanks to Mike Blewett and to Kevin Walsh for joining us on the show this evening. I'll be back in the overnight hours uh, tonight at uh, midnight Pacific time on these uh, very same radio uh, affiliates. You can uh, get more information about the uh, about the live feed and the chat. Just go over to uh, Sports Grid uh, Radio and the YouTube uh, page. Uh, so, yeah, Bryson DeChambeau. Kind of lost in it, Cam, because I get it. You know, we didn't do yep. great. Um, and Dustin Johnson wins the tournament. Uh, but once again, he hits top 10. Going back to the pre-pandemic shutdown, um, he's finished in the top 10 in seven of his last eight tournaments. And every tournament since they've been back, actually, Cam. So what? I think we played three tournaments now since we've been back. Is it four? Yeah. Three or four? Three? No, three. He's been top no, three. three. So he's been top yep. 10 in all three. Yeah. Yes, he has. He's plus three, 650 this week. Um, it, it's Man, the number numbers just, it, it, it's a thing. It's almost unbettable like to win. You might as well just screw around and put more money on the top 10s and 20s. I will say this, Gabe, Dustin Johnson won this golf tournament, but for not everyone who watched, he was very, very lucky to win. Uh, almost hit one in the water. He hit tons of bomb putts to beat Stroman by one though. stroke. Yeah, it did. And I'll tell you something. This guy, he plays stupid golf. Like, he had a huge lead. Guy hits one out of bounds in a par five. He could have just hit an iron there. That's why he doesn't win these majors. He makes real stupid decisions at stupid times. Congratulations on the putter. Like, But I'll tell you, man, if there was a better field uh, down the stretch, he would have lost that golf tournament because he was falling apart. But this week, it's going to be interesting. I don't know if I can take DeChambeau at that price. No. Uh, he's plus 650. Only Webb Simpson's 13 to 1. Hideki Matsuyama, 16 to 1. Patrick Reed, 16 to 1. Tyrell Hatton, 17. Victor Hovland, uh, 20 to 1. Sung J. Im is uh, 25 to 1. Ricky Fowler, uh, back 30 to 1. Scotty Scheffler's 32 to 1. So, little lighter field uh, this week as far as the quality. Yeah. So, we'll break it down uh, throughout uh, the week. And maybe one of these years, uh, Gary Bettman will have an NHL Hub City. Other than that, you're on your own. We'll see you tonight. Later, guys. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.